the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. In the midst of this great season, there is also a need for reflection. And last week we started with the Holocaust. And uh, this week we'll continue uh, because it was this past Wednesday, the 27th. But let's begin as we pray together. Oh Lord, how majestic is your name. Amen. Father, we thank you and praise you and worship you. Lord, we're just rejoicing in you, Lord. This is such a wonderful time of the year. I cry out to you, Lord, for just people to to know you. And in particular, I cry out to you for the world situation with Ukraine, that we would see a change, that Russia would no longer attack, and that Ukraine could rebuild. And we also pray for our country, Lord. We're headed in so many wrong directions. But the Supreme Court has an opportunity to make a few things right. And so I pray that they will not only be on the side of the coach to be able to pray in the middle of the field at the end of the game, but also that the kids would be able to pray with him. And Lord, we also lift up the abortion situation and pray, Father, that as a country we would have a conscience about killing the unborn. So, Lord, pour out your Spirit with our leaders. We bless you and thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. So today is the end of the second week of Counting the Omer, and if you didn't get your 50-day devotional booklet, we can still send it to you, or you can go to our website, shoreshdavid.org. You'll find it in the resource area if you need us to send it to you, you can call Karen at 813-831-5673, and she will send them out. Uh, Get extras for family members, neighbors, and friends. Before we get started, let me mention uh, any financial blessings uh, to keep our radio show on the air would, would be wonderful. We really depend on you. But uh, let me also mention that we uh, really are still raising money for the Ukraine, for the Messianic movement in Ukraine. Consider giving a gift. We're trying to send another $10,000. We've sent 40000 already. We're looking to send fifty. So if we can get uh, this week a significant amount of money, uh, we will send it out. And I know how much it's appreciated. I've been told by the people we send it to, uh, 
what they're doing with it. It's, it's really important. So if it's on your heart to give, uh, please do so. You can go to our website and, again, go to Contributions. Go down till you see the name Ukraine and click on that and let us know how much you'd like to give. Or you can call Karen or somebody in the office, 813-831-5673. You can also hear past messages on heartofmessiah.org. And I love to answer questions, so feel free to email me or call the office. And as we talked last week, Counting the Omer comes from Leviticus 23, 15, and 16. Our purpose in counting the Omer is definitely to draw closer to God each day by being obedient to his word. We should expect that our faith level will be raised in anticipation of what's, what God's going to do uh, through us and in our lives and around all the people around us. So I, I pray that you'll get many copies of this devotional and that it would be a springboard to introspection and going deeper with the Lord. Um, yeah. So join with me today. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech halom, asher kedishanu b'mitzvatav, v'tzivanu al sifarat ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the omer. The theme for today is make me be seen as a light. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on a lampstand so it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In Genesis 1, Verses 3 and 4 say, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, so God distinguished the light from the darkness. And in Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3, Arise, shine, for your light is come. The glory of Adonai has risen upon you. For behold, darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But Adonai will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light, kings to the brilliance of your rising. The thought for today is, God created the light. God's word shows us what light looks like. Yeshua is the light. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to be a light too. Walking in the light of the Lord brings light to all around us. Amen. Yeah. And the challenge for today, always move forward towards God's light and you will become a light too. With all the twists, turns, and distractions in life, our challenge is to move forward to the onward call in Messiah Yeshua. We see that in Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Our prayer today, without you, Lord, it is impossible for me to be a light. However, I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me. Lord, help me move forward in the light of Yeshua with the power of the Holy Spirit. May I be a light in all my situations at all times. Amen. 
Well, as I said, you can get this booklet. There are 50 of these, so uh, I think you'll enjoy them. Last week, we looked at the Holocaust. This week's uh, week, let's begin with one of the most unfortunate parts of the Holocaust uh, connected to church history. You know, we know how important Martin, Martin Luther was in church history. He was a great man. And here is a quote from Martin Luther from the beginning of his ministry. The Jews are blood relations of our Lord. If we were proper to boast of flesh and blood, the Jews belong more to Christ than we. I beg, therefore, my dear Papist, if you become tired of abusing me as a heretic, then you begin to revile me as a Jew. However, Martin Luther changed, and so did his writings. And at the end of the ministry, unfortunately, here's some of the things he said. What shall we Christians do with this rejected and condemned people, the Jews? Since they live among us, we dare not tolerate their conduct. Now that we are aware of their lying and reviling and blasphemy. If we do, we become sharers in their lies, cursing and blasphemy. Thus, we cannot extinguish the unquenchable fire of divine wrath of which the prophets speak, nor can we convert the Jews. With prayer and the fear of God, we must practice a sharp mercy to see whether we might save at least the few from the glowing flames. We dare not avenge ourselves. Vengeance a thousand times worse than we could wish them already has them by the throat. I shall give you my sincere advice. The following that I'm going to say is is abbreviated, but it's still his words. And, And it's interesting, he said that we shouldn't give vengeance, and then he says the following. First, to set fire in their synagogues or schools, and to bury and cover with dirt whatever will not burn. Second, I advise that their houses also be razed and destroyed. Third, I advise that all their prayer books and Talmudic writings in which such idolatry, lies, cursing, and blasphemy are taught be taken from them. Fourth, I advise that their rabbis be forbidden to teach henceforth on pain of loss of life and limb. Fifth, I advise that safe conduct on the highways be abolished completely for the Jews. Sixth, I advise that the usury be prohibited to them and that all cash and treasure of silver and gold be taken from them. Now, what can I say about these things that Martin Luther said? Except to say that Hitler... And this is why it's, it has something to do with the Holocaust. Hitler actually quoted Martin Luther as the reason to exterminate the Jews. What I get from looking at Martin Luther's life is that even the greatest men of God can lose it for some reason. It happened to King Solomon. It happened to Martin Luther. This is why we need to stay humble and close to the Lord and his will, because it could also happen to you and me. 
It's it's very sobering thought, but it is the truth. We've seen people go from focused on the Lord to focused on something else. Last week I read this, but I, I, I just feel I have to read this again uh, to you. Martin Niemöller, a pastor in the German Confessing Church, he spent eight and a half years in a concentration camp. And the, these lines that he wrote are very famous, and they really summarize the problem when we do nothing. Consider the possibility of changing the words and making it about Russia, Ukraine, and the rest of the world. So this is what he said. First they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Wow. I mean, I hope it, it, it pierces your conscience. I hope it does. In a short radio broadcast, I can't scratch the surface of all the videos you can look at about the Holocaust. I mean, the first-hand interviews, the pictures, the, the on-site, I, I mean, it, it's graphic, it's ugly, it's awful. But if you know anybody who doesn't believe that the Holocaust actually happened because there are those people around or even yourself. Just go to YouTube and, and, and just put in the Holocaust and, and you'll, you'll have a never ending stop of, of, uh, videos of testimonies of, of, uh, firsthand people, not, not, somebody said that somebody said i'm talking about the pictures the videos and and the testimonies of the people who were involved in it there's just so much but all experiences in history and that anything that's happened to us personally rather than getting bitter we need to use them as a teaching tool for us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. We can't blame anymore. We, I mean, we can only use it to learn. So I believe that we can develop some growth looking inside of this. What, what we should learn from remembering the Holocaust and those words, um, which, you know, really inspired anti-Semitism. We've got to learn, so we should be resolved to never forget. And that's what this day is all about. Be resolved to say never again. And that's really up to us. And be resolved to never be silent. And again, we have choices. And we need to also make a habit of having an attitude of blessing and thankfulness at all times, in all situations. 
So I'm hoping I'm piercing your conscience so that you will want to do something, even today. Not necessarily having specifically to do with Holocaust, but certainly the genocide that's going on in Ukraine and other places in the world. It's just Ukraine is getting all the, the, the media attention. So, But in all of this, if we're going to learn, as I said, we can never forget. But secondly, we have to make a habit of blessing and, and, and thankfulness at all times. You know, Psalm 34, 1 through 3 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it. And be glad, O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. A third thing we should learn is not to be ruled by your past. You know, we looked at that briefly, Philippians three thirteen and 14. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Messiah Yeshua. Number four, we need to learn to forgive. Forgive your family members, forgive your friends, whoever it is. Mark eleven twenty five. whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. I I believe that's really clear. We have got to forgive. And what a it, it it's such an amazing testimony when you hear these Holocaust survivors and they're grateful even after years of of losing family members and, and, and all of this, they still have some of them are bitter, yeah, but others are just they're a blessing. They they will encourage you. Number five, we need to respond in action. In James two fourteen and 26, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And, of course, this quote is attributed to a lot of people. I think it was Edmund Burke, but it says, All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And Elie Wiesel said this, for the dead and the living, we must bear witness. Number six, another thing you can learn and do is that you need to use your words for good and choose your words carefully and only speak those things that are of God and are of encouragement to people. Matthew twelve thirty six and 37 says, But I tell you that on the day of judgment men will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And in Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. What can we do? What things are happening in the world that should get our attention? Well, 
you know, this is my motivation for trying to raise money for the Messianic movement in Ukraine. Because honestly, there are a lot of people helping a lot of people, but there are very few people helping Messianics. And so, uh, you know, that's part of my never again. And so, I'm, I, yeah, I'm proud that we've sent $40,000 already, and, but I'd love to make it fifty. I can't fight for them. I'm a little too old for that. I'd probably be useless. Though I have written to politicians, and, but I don't think that really does enough. What can I do? I give to organizations and people I know who have integrity because you know that when I give money, I check the, the person or the organization out. And they are working tirelessly to help Ukraine. Besides the Messianic organizations, I love the Graham organization, uh, Samaritan's Purse. I have a friend who volunteered as a nurse in Ukraine, in the Ukraine, as a nurse, when they put up a a tent for, like, a hospital tent. Some of you listening to my voice can get involved in, in other ways and get involved, like, with politics or school boards or city councils or things of that nature. We need to find where we can help or get involved. We are the light because the Spirit of God is within us, right? We are that light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it, John 1, 5. And Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before men, so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I believe it's really important for you to consider what you can do to help others. Sitting on your sofa comfortably and watching TV or going to visit with friends is wonderful. But if we are not helping others, how are we truly showing a light? So I challenge you, whether you want to give money to the Messianic movement in Ukraine, or you want to give money, or do other things. Do something. Don't allow this time to go by and do nothing. So I want to let you know that this coming Thursday is another day day that is observed in Israel and around the world. It's called Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which is the Day of Independence. And we're going to talk about that next week. And I have a number of scriptures for you and some history and some talking about the the modern-day uh, Israel. So there's so much to talk about. I, I pray that you will be with us next week. So as we close, I, I would just mention that you know, consider sending us a financial gift to stay on the radio. But as I said, more importantly, at this time, for me, it's send a gift and help Ukraine, help the Messianic movement in Ukraine, who are, who are helping others. So go to our website, cheresthdavid.org, then click on contributions, go down till you see the name Ukraine. It's that easy. Call our office. That You can do that, too. That's probably even easier. I would love 
to send that extra $10,000 this week. Uh, Call Karen if you want the Counting of the Omer booklet. You can also go, again, to the Shoresh David website. Um, This is a great time for us to visit churches, Bible studies, fellowships. Hey, we had 54 sixth graders from Cambridge Christian uh, School um, come, and we had a great time. We spent three hours together. What what a blessing it was. Uh, That's the kind of thing we love to do. We love to be in the community. So call us and see how we can bless you and and help you and, and enrich your studies, okay? And also come visit us at services. Well, I pray that all those who are listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.